0: Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 381 for the week of September 15th, 2014. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with the coming week's astrological forecast and regularly feature listener emails, recorded listener consultations, and interviews with other astrologers. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of ThisWeekInAstrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. We have another short show for you this week. I realize we did one last week as well, but I'm sort of balancing things out. Uh, Recently, I did two long shows in a row. I believe I did a... uh, a live listener consultation and then robin williams died and i did his show immediately after so we're just sort of balancing the scales we did two longs and now we're going to do a couple of shorts and we'll be back on schedule next week with a long so this week we start as always with the forecast for the next seven days and then we'll have a sneak preview of the following week And then we have a really interesting part one listener chart for for Jamie. Uh, One of the week's big events is a Neptune-Mars square, and we're gonna see how it affects her Venus-Chiron conjunction in her natal chart. So that's what we have on tap for you this week. Settle in and enjoy. Creativity and relationship are stimulated this week by three Venus aspects, while committed partnership is activated by two Thor's hammers involving Juno, and a Mars-Neptune square empowers you to energize your spiritual practice and creative output. Let's look also at what's old. We have a waning moon. We have several aspect patterns still in play, including a grand shrine on a double-yod-key, and we have three retrograde planets, Pluto, Neptune, and Chiron. So, with that overview in place, let's now look at our individual days of the week. On Monday, September 15th, we open with a void moon that is at 10.06 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. We'll catch up with the resolution of that in a moment. But next, the double-yod-key aspect pattern that started on September 13th last week peaks today and wraps up on September 17. As I said last week, feminine assertiveness, strategic planning, and practical creativity can be powerfully amplified if the proper adjustments are made. Release or transform any structures in your life that stand in the way of your deeper embodiment of these qualities. Assistance from healers or mentors can be very helpful if your solo efforts are not accomplishing the task. Then we have a Thor's hammer. Considerate and compassionate communication in your committed partnerships, conducted in a spirit of fairness, can open you to a deeper level of soul blending with your partner. This is facilitated by a Thor's Hammer aspect pattern. It contains Libran Mercury, Cancerian Juno, and Piscean Neptune. This Thor's Hammer begins today, peaks on September 16, and ends on September 20. On Tuesday, September 16th, Uranus opposes Pallas Athena. Uranus is at 15 Aries, Pallas Athena at 15 Libra. Breakthroughs in your embodiment of feminine assertiveness and strategic planning are empowered by this Uranus-Pallas Athena opposition. If your strategy requires a surprise move, consider doing it now. The void moon that began on Monday, September 15th uh, resolves today here on the 16th as the moon enters Cancer, and that happens at 11.25 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. The moon in Cancer is a lovely time to focus on family, nurturing, and security. Finally, the Thor's Hammer aspect pattern that started on September 15th peaks today and ends on September 20th. On Wednesday, September 17th, we open with Venus opposing Chiron. Venus is at 15 Virgo, Chiron at 15 Pisces, and we have Venus quincunx Uranus. Venus still at 15 Virgo, Uranus at 15 Aries. Under these two aspects, even meticulously mindful relating may result in having an old wound triggered out of left field. If so, it may be more productive to heal the original wound than blame the catalyst. My healing invocation may be of some help. If you just say the seven words to your higher self, maximum healing that serves highest good please and rest passively in breath awareness, you might be amazed how much energy can come down to clear out the stuff that got stirred up. These dynamic aspects can also support creative breakthroughs and new approaches to financial management. On Thursday, September 18th, we have a Moon-Juno conjunction. That's around 5 a.m. And for a few hours, either side of that conjunction, you might find yourself more focused on domestic matters. Or perhaps Juno represents the three phases of femininity from maiden to mother to crone. So that theme might be a bit stronger for you there. Then we have a void moon kicking in at 2.39 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. lasts a few hours and then wraps up at 11.10 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time as the moon enters Leo. And that's a wonderful time, the Leonine moon, to be in the spotlight, strut your stuff, step into your leadership role, play with kids or let your inner child out to play, have some fun. Those are all great things to do under the moon in Leo. Also here on Thursday, September 18th, we have a Thor's Hammer kicking off. Are you experiencing jangly edges in a committed partnership? This doesn't just have to be romantic, by the way. Any partnership will do. It's a great time to initiate a revised, perhaps more expansive structure to contain this partnership as a second Thor's Hammer kicks off. Like the Thor's Hammer that started on September 15th, This one also contains Juno and Neptune, but its third planet is Mars. This one starts today, peaks on September 21st, and ends on September 23rd. On Friday, September 19th, one event to report, a trine between Chiron and Ceres. Chiron is 15 Pisces, Ceres is 15 Scorpio. Healing things that relate to value, including self-esteem, is supported by this flowing trine. On Saturday, September 20, we have a Moon-Jupiter conjunction around 3.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. If you happen to be awake, you might feel a little more expansive or joyous or celebratory, Uh, maybe even in the mood to get into things like religion or philosophy or the meaning of life or foreign cultures, all all affairs that Jupiter loves to dive into. Also here on Saturday, we have Uranus Quincunx series, Uranus 15 Aries, Ceres 15 Scorpio. Ceres receives additional stimulation today. It was also stimulated yesterday by that trine with Chiron. So under this Uranus Quincunx, follow your intuitive flashes and be ready to make paradigm shifts in the areas of value, self-esteem, release and return, and abundance. On Sunday, September 21st, we open with a void moon at 12.34 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Next up is Venus sextile Saturn, Venus 20 degrees Virgo, Saturn is at 20 Scorpio. You can enjoy enhanced stability in your relationships, creativity, and finances under this Venus-Saturn sextile. That's a 60-degree aspect, by the way. With Venus in Virgo, this aspect also supports fine-tuning in all three of those areas. The void moon that kicked off early on Sunday morning resolves as the moon enters Virgo at 11.54 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. The moon in Virgo is a great time to fine-tune, to take care of managing and organizing. Also great for service and a health focus. Then we have one of our highlighted events of the week, a Mars-Neptune square. Mars at 6 Sagittarius, Neptune at 6 Pisces. Rather than indulging in excessive escapism or over-the-top fanaticism, you can take definitive action to energize your spiritual practice and creative output with Mars square Neptune. With Mars in Sagittarius, you're also empowered to act out your ideals and higher principles in the physical world. And finally, the Thor's Hammer featuring Mars, Juno, and Neptune that started on September 18th peaks today and ends on September 23rd. And that's all the events for this week. And we're going to have a very juicy show next week. We're going to have the Sun Entering Libra, which, by the way, means that I will be drawing a free consultation winner. So if you haven't already sent in to me your name, as well as your date, time, and city of birth to info at astroshaman.com, please do so before next week. If you've already sent it in, please don't send it again. I always keep them. So in addition to the fall equinox... We're also going to have a new moon in Libra. Jupiter is doing a double. Quincunxing Chiron and trining Uranus, both very powerful aspects. Pluto's turning direct. Mercury's entering Scorpio. The sun is quincunxing Neptune. And those are the major events we will be talking about on next week's show. As always, I'll be here giving you the best uses of these astrological alignments. You can hear my weekly forecast every week on This Week in Astrology. But would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it pop into your inbox every week? How about occasional bonus articles on astrology, healing, spiritual awakening, and more? That's what you'll get with Astro Shaman's free weekly email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com you'll see the newsletter sign-up form near the top of the sidebar. And if you'd like to calculate your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? AstroShaman is an authorized dealer for Solar Fire Gold, which can also run on your Mac. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose Solar Fire Software from the drop-down menu a free weekly forecast newsletter, and the best available price on solar fire gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. We have a few announcements today. I'd like to thank those who have sent their chart in in recent weeks. These include Shakira, Tara Ann, Jenna, Danielle, Candida, Leah, Jay, Kelly, and Brian. And I just mentioned a moment ago how... One can get involved in being eligible for the free sessions I give away every time the seasons change, as well as having your chart used in the Part 1 listener charts. So all these new folks are not eligible, and you can be too. Again, just send your birth data to info at astroshaman.com. Information on everything that follows, or just about everything, is in the What's New section of the homepage of astroshaman.com. I'd like to thank so much all those who sent in improvement suggestions. I just finished a little contest, giving away a free two-hour session. And uh, I received 155 suggestions from 73 people. I haven't even had time to go through them all yet, but I'm so grateful to have them to work on. And the winner is Robin, who I have already emailed and congratulated. So I look forward to all of you who sent in your suggestions, and I also look forward to implementing them where I can. I'll be doing, uh, this is a new announcement, this Saturday, well not this Saturday, but Saturday, September 27th, I'll be at the Weave the Web Festival near Asheville, North Carolina, doing walk-up astrology, shamanic healing, and awakening activation. That'll be at Crystal Visions. As previously announced, I'm also doing sessions at the Asheville Coptic Conference. Those are by appointment, October 3rd and 4th. That's also near Asheville, and I will be working at a reduced rate at that conference. And uh, another new announcement, I'll be doing walk-up astrology and shamanic healing at the LEAF Festival, a twice-annual event uh, in Black Mountain, North Carolina. That's October 17 through 19. Plus, I'll be doing a shamanic awakening session on Saturday in the Sky Tent. So a lot of events coming up. If you're in the area, please come out if you like. As usual, I'm doing a weekly YouTube video forecast with chart graphics. And uh, every Tuesday night, my shamanic awakening meetup that I co-host with my partner, Kimberly Crow is Tuesday night, 7.15 to 9 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Join us by phone if you can't make it in person. And that's all the announcements. Our Part 1 listener chart features Jamie. This is the Jamie born October 15, 1949, 11.45 a.m. Bronx, New York. I chose Jamie's chart because I was looking for a chart that was strongly affected by this week's Neptune-Mars square. And uh, the very first one that came up once I started at the number indicated by my random sequence generator was her chart. And she's got a Venus-Chiron conjunction smack at the point where Mars is. She's got Venus at 6 degrees 1 minute uh, Sagittarius. And Chiron is very closely conjunct 6 degrees 49 minutes Sagittarius. That means that Neptune is squaring them both and Mars is about to make conjunction to both of them. It's applying very closely right now. I say right now, I mean as this square uh, perfects on Sunday of this week. So let's first uh, consider for Jamie how you are uh, being affected just natally by a Venus Chiron conjunction. For starters, uh, Venus in Sagittarius is an indicating that uh, Venus, of course, is relationships and creativity and finances fundamentally. So it indicates you would take an expansive, freedom-loving approach to both. Uh, Venus and Sag says, I really enjoy relating with people in a free, expansive, un- uninhibited, unrestricted way. Um, financially, uh, Venus and Sag can be a bit of a free spender, so that's something to be conscious of. It um, can also indicate an abundance of money coming your way, so sometimes not only do you spend a lot, but you have a lot coming in with Venus and Sagittarius and creatively if you're using the chart that way jamie then um boy uh the sky's the limit and it's always nice to explore new horizons and always feel like your creativity is an ongoing quest instead of just fixed into one particular modality now chiron we're going to consider mainly as a modifier of venus uh that's how we do it in astrology the slower planets tend to be the modifiers of the quicker planets usually so Chiron and Venus, to me, the most blatant and obvious way that's going to work is with Venus, interpreted as the relationship planet. And um, Venus, uh, that indicates that in your relationships, Jamie, even the best of them probably will have a lot of intense transformative uh, energy. Uh, you probably get triggered a lot by the people in your life. And if you use that as an opportunity instead of considering it a curse, then you can realize these people are catalysts, uh, repeatedly showing you the areas where your developmental possibilities are so uh, doing whatever inner process works for you to you know be with and ferret out and clear your own little wounds from your childhood or your past lives or wherever they came from is uh, strongly indicated with a Venus Chiron conjunction and in sad you know it could be really big um, in terms of finances uh, Chiron is the mentor uh, the uh, counselor kind of energy the healer so this says, um, you know, healing of financial issues might be an ongoing issue in your life. At the very least, it suggests that um, getting financial counsel would probably be smart. Uh, some people with this signature even become financial counselors themselves. Uh, if you're doing creative work, Chiron is the healer and the mentor. Uh, possibly uh, you are either seeking or giving creative mentoring. And it's also saying if you do creative output, then perhaps uh, it would be good for that to have a healing quality about it you know, very consciously. So those are some ways that Venus and Chiron can play together. Um, I want to add another element yet to this before we get to the transits. Um, Venus and Chiron are very late in your uh, 11th house when I use the porphyry house system, which is my house system of choice. Uh, Both planets are about one degree or less from the cusp of the 12th house, and then we invoke what's called the five degree rule, Jamie, where we say, I've got a planet really close to the next house cusp, then it's acting like it's already in the next house. So, in effect, the the main way these planets want to play is actually in the twelfth house, not the eleventh. And of course, the twelfth house is the house of uh, inspired creativity. So that piggybacks right along with what I've said about the creative potential of Venus. This also suggests that rather than having to you know furrow your brow and think up the next creative thing you're going to do, it's probably more like, wow, I just get the impressions you know the muse sings to me and i i uh, try to manifest what the muse inspires me with it also can give a strong uh, spiritual vibe that's the other great way you can use the 12th house and venus in the 12th or leaning into the 12th can be wow i want to have a strong relationship with my spiritual aspect Um, and venus in the 12th can either augment the creative inspiration it can you know make it easy for you to connect with your own divine essence consciously and it can also help you relate with the divine in the manifest world. In the 3D world, everything here is God, just in disguise. So sometimes Venus in the 12th makes it easier for you to perceive that all these seemingly physical things are really just energetic manifestations of the divine, and you can relate to them as such. So those are, um, that's taking not just Venus and Chiron and their sign and their house, but now we're going to add rulership. Uh, Venus rules your fifth and tenth houses, Jamie. And uh, by far, uh, well, let's go ahead and deal with the fifth house. Uh, There's an obvious correlation here, too. The fifth house is the Leo-flavored house by its very nature for everybody, and that includes the performer in the spotlight. So this suggests that um, if you are creatively inspired, then it would be appropriate to go ahead and give your gift to the world. Let others benefit from your creative inspirations, too. Don't just keep them to yourself. But uh, the more powerful uh, rulership is probably the 10th house. The angular houses tend to have the big juice in astrology. So Venus is your career ruler. And Jamie, uh, you're born in 1949. It could be that you're no longer working. I have no idea. But uh, whether you are having a paid job or not, the 10th house is your reputation. When you have a paid career, the 10th house is usually how you're known through your work efforts. But it can also be your reputation for things you do in a non-paid way, your volunteer work, just what you like to do. Uh, the things that you're generally known as doing. So uh, that's another way that Venus can work that way. And uh, with Libra on the midheaven, and lots of planets in Libra too, by the way, you've got one, two, three, wow, six objects, uh, seven if you count the midheaven in Libra. When I use the asteroid goddesses, that's a lot of energy toward uh, creative expression potentially, which keeps coming up, it seems, and also perhaps a love of relating with others. I will mention peripherally too, Jamie, you have the sun uh, conjunct the midheaven less than one degree away on the ninth house side. So uh, a sun midheaven conjunction usually indicates someone who enjoys being out in the spotlight at least some of the time. So we've, uh, we've started by analyzing the natal setup of your Venus and Chiron, and now it's time to bring in the transiting planets, Mars, Neptune square in the sky. Mars is really functioning more as the trigger, so his meaning is less important. Uh, the stronger meaning is, of course, the Neptune square. And as it turns out, we have an archetypal match. Uh, if you understand the idea of the astrology alphabet, Jamie, you know that the 12th house and Neptune actually share the same meaning. And thus, uh, everything I said about Venus leaning to the 12th is being powerfully amplified with Neptune square Venus. This means that... um neptune square venus for anyone even just considering venus without any other consideration is a very powerful time to have a stronger connection a stronger relationship venus with your divine essence neptune uh this could be a time if you are creatively uh, oriented when the muse will be just really bringing the inspiration on big time squares are not subtle they are like itches that need to be scratched. So my guess is either the urge for, you know, deepening your spiritual practice is really strong or you're getting all kinds of creative inspiration or maybe both. Uh, it's worth mentioning also one of the more challenging ways that a Neptune square Venus can play. Um, and this is a caution um, uh, the dark side or the perhaps less life-affirming side of Neptune is excessive use of drugs or alcohol, escapist behavior in general, playing the martyr in relationships or feeling aimless and drifty. So if any of those feelings are arising for you lately, Jamie, that's a more challenging way that Neptune square Venus can manifest. And if you will just focus on the high side possibilities of Venus that I've already described, uh, I've always seen with my clients and myself that when I focus on a planets or situations, higher, more life affirming manifestation, it has less energy left over to trouble me with the more challenging ways it can show up. So uh, that's how I do astrology. I say I'm less of a predictor and more of an educator. My job is to help you understand your wiring. Once you understand that, you can take these archetypes to the high side in the way that's uniquely set up for you and make a really yummy life for yourself. Um, also, going beyond just the meanings of creativity and and relating with others, oh I should mention relating as well Neptune square Venus uh, could be that your empathic uh, sensitivities which you know are already set up pretty strongly with Venus leaning into the twelfth house could be strongly amplified and you may find that you are connecting much more strongly with people than usual uh, I'll mention in passing you also have a Neptune sun conjunction that's about a seven degree orb um, but that and Neptune is strongly conjunct your south node of the moon. Uh, those natal setups also indicate a very strong potential for feeling beyond the 3D surface of things and into the energetics behind them. Some people perceive this as just they feel other people's emotions. Sometimes they even feel their thoughts. Uh, they have a vibe about things. They go beyond just the the five senses, evidence, and they, have an, the, they sense the energy of a room or a situation. My guess is you're pretty well tuned in that way, Jamie, uh, based on your natal chart. And with Neptune square Venus, your sensitivity to others could go totally off the charts. Um, if you're feeling a bit like a sponge, then uh, be, a, be a moist sponge, a, a sopping wet sponge, actually. If you go out into the world under these kind of aspects, if you are feeling really sensitive to other people, uh, if you're feeling like you're picking up all the challenging energy around, uh, that means you're going out as more of a dry sponge, and uh, you're going to indiscriminately soak up whatever energy's out there, whether it's dirty or clean. But if you proactively saturate yourself with divine energy, then you're a sopping wet sponge and then you'll just drip water everywhere. You'll pick up a whole lot less challenging energy and you will uh, serve your function as a radiator of divine light. And there's lots of great ways to do that. Of course, I have a uh, invocation that helps a lot of people with that. You can just say um, to your higher self, maximum light and divine consciousness that serves highest good, please. You're calling it in. And then if you passively breathe and relax, then it might amaze you how much energy can come in and saturate your sponge, so to speak, and make it much easier to go out into the world as a radiator and not just an indiscriminate absorber of whatever energy is out there. Um, let's also take Venus as your midheaven ruler. Um, whatever you're doing out in the world, Jamie, whether it's paid or not, doesn't really matter in this context. But with Neptune Square, the ruler of the midheaven, uh, pay attention to what's going on with your out-in-the-world activities. If you're feeling like whatever you're doing out there is l- feeling drifty and aimless or it's dissolving, that's Neptune telling you, it's time to release this or transform it. You know, You need to juice it back up if you're going to keep doing it. But if whatever you're doing out there feels inspired and you feel like I'm so in the flow with this, this is so wonderful and smooth, then that's Neptune saying, yeah, you're doing the right thing and you should definitely continue. So uh, that's a good way to read Neptune aspecting a Midheaven ruler or anything relating to the Midheaven. So, Jamie, that's uh, the main read I want to give you um, on the uh, Mars-Neptune square in the sky. Um, And I hope that is helpful. I'd love your feedback on that. If you want to pop me an email at info at astroshaman.com, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I want to mention one thing as a bonus. It's not at all related to Mars, Neptune, in the sky, but it's it's a double emphasis in your transits that I noticed. You have transiting Uranus right on your north node of the moon right now, and you have the transiting north node on your midheaven. Uh, The combined message of that is um, it is time, whatever you are doing out in the world, paid or not, It is time to get that as much into alignment with your soul purpose as you can, whatever you perceive that soul purpose to be. Uh, That's the transit north node on the midheaven. Uranus on the north node, a a once-in-a-lifetime event for you, is uh, follow your intuitive flashes to get into alignment with your life purpose, and even if it means making a radical shift, uh, even suddenly then that's Uranus's specialty. You can make a very quick adjustment right now to get on track with what you perceive your life purpose to be. So that's all I'm going to say for this Part 1 listener chart, Jamie. That was a little bonus material. Thanks so much again for sending your chart in. And you do remain eligible for winning a free consultation every time the seasons change, as does everyone who sends in their birth data. Thanks again, Jamie, for sending in your chart. <laughs> I offer three main services at Astro Shaman. Astrology, Shamanic Healing, and Awakening Activation. All are equally effective in person or long distance. Choose one or combine two or more services during your session. Astrology offers insights into soul purpose, career, relationships, spirituality, timing, relocation, and much more. In Awakening Activation sessions, I help you immerse into your own awakened state using simple, powerful invocations, then teach you how to refresh it on your own. Shamanic healing can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, or mental issues, and usually results in significantly enhanced divine consciousness. I also offer electional astrology to help you pick the perfect date and time for any important event. And be sure to check out my free services page, where you can load up on free forecasts, podcasts, invocations, and music. Sliding scale payment is available by request. You can get a 20% discount during your birthday month, and gift certificates are always available. I work with clients all around the world by phone and Skype. You get a free digital recording of your session, and I accept PayPal and all major credit cards. Finally, my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. For more information or to set an appointment, visit astroshaman.com, email info at astroshaman.com, or call 828-338-9852. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're wrapping up another edition of This Week in Astrology. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend or post or tweet about us or donate to support us at thisweekinastrology.com. You can link to my Facebook page where I post daily forecasts from thisweekinastrology.com and astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe through iTunes and help us maintain our standing as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2014 by Astor Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every time the seasons change. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's this week's index. The overview begins at 1 minute 39 seconds, Monday two sixteen. Tuesday, 3.26, Wednesday, 4.17, Thursday, 5.11, Friday, 6.37, Saturday, 6.56, Sunday, 7.45, next week's transits, 9.14, announcements, 11.04, and our part one listener chart, 13.18. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.